Your alarm goes off. Your morning routine is circulating in your mind. You go to the bathroom, you look in the mirror, and who do you see? Do you see the person that God sees? Do you see the person your family sees? Do you see the person you portray on social media? Are you the same person that your significant other or your children see? Who are you? Who is the person looking back at you? Or are all of these people the same? Will each of the parties viewing you have the same story to tell at your funeral? Just think about it. When this is all over, what will people say about you? Does it match how you really lived each day? More importantly, which person reflects the real you inside right now? And is that a person, someone that you can live with? Let's turn the page to the next chapter. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to Once Upon a Texture. I am Janine, your host. Get ready to hear about my journey of turning a hair tragedy into a beauty business. Each episode, I will tell stories about my past experiences that can help entrepreneurs like you and me to navigate through adversity with faith and finesse today. Like this just, (laughs) this cannot be happening to me. I mean, (laughs) this cannot be happening to me. Like right now, it just, you've got to be kidding me. My hair was gone. It was gone, like completely. I mean, I'm talking about nightmare in real life. That's, it's beyond words, to be honest with you. I mean, it's crazy because I can, I can tell this story without tears, but it took a while for it to get there. At that time in my life, I just, I was floored that something so simple, one little mistake completely changed how I viewed myself. I just, I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel, I felt less than, I felt, wow. I mean, literally, I I was not in a good place. I remember going into my room, I had two roommates. And they, they had no words either. I mean, it literally was, it was unreal. My next go-to was my RA, but I had to get myself together emotionally, try to wipe away the tears so she could at least understand, you know, what I was saying. Or maybe I could just, you know, remove my hoodie so she could just see and, and make that observation for herself. I, I needed to talk to someone. You know, I would have loved to, I've called my mom, but I, <laughs> I was, I guess, I felt shame. You know, I didn't want her to be ashamed of me. I didn't want her to be upset. You know, making my parents proud was really important to me. And to call her and let her know that I let something like this happen after she'd been taking care of my hair all these years, I wasn't ready to face that, you know, so... Um, I went to my RA. I mean, it was in the middle of the night, and you know, I basically told her this. You know, this is what happened. You know, she kind of pieced it together in between tears. Um, and it's funny because I can remember her. She was, 
in such shock that it was hysterical. Like she just started laughing. Like this just cannot be real. This is happening to you right now. Like what? So once she, you know, finally calmed down, she was able to refer me to someone else on campus. And I know what you're thinking. Like, are you really going to go to somebody else after this person, you know, really screwed you over? But the one thing that was different was that this young lady was um, a licensed cosmetologist. She did hair on campus. Um, I actually knew people that went to see her, that paid to see her. And, you know, I... (laughs) You know, what else was I supposed to do? In that moment, I was so vulnerable. I didn't even know. It was just like, what else could I lose? I couldn't lose more hair. My hair was already gone. So I, once again, I took that risk, um, you know, and, and really leaned in on the referral to her. And I remember when we got to her door, you know, she just, she encouraged me. Um <laughs> I I remember her just, you know, just giving me that assurance, like, it's going to be okay. Um, Mo really, <laughs> she helped me get a little bit of sleep that night because I just had this, this feeling like when I get up in the morning, she's going to make this right. You know, she's going to, she's going to help me because I have no other choice. Um, and she told me to come back the next day and she would help me. And I just, um, I am forever grateful for what she did. Um, she, you know, did her research. She figured out how she would have to take care of my scalp because my scalp was so raw that, you know, you, I couldn't even touch it without it feeling like it was on fire and um she she wrapped it up in in such a a crazy way like from you know just wrapping it with the wrap you know tape and a, a shower cat i mean she just she completely was super professional and and just very nurturing in that rough and raw moment of my life and took care of me she didn't want any money for me she didn't want anything she just wanted to help and so uh, Monica I will never forget that if you're listening right now uh you completely changed my life in that moment and I will never forget I will never forget what you did for me um ever um but she nursed my hair back to health. I mean, it, it didn't grow back for a while, but she did make me wigs. I'd never worn wigs before, but I had no other choice at this point. So she made me wigs about every every three or four weeks. She made me a new wig and um, she made sure that it was on properly. But I I had never worn wigs before. So I was just really in a a weird space. It was just a new territory. You know, I'm dealing with the fact that my hair is gone. I'm having to adjust to this new lifestyle of having how I will wear my hair. I am, I'm just, I'm floored that this is even happened to me in the first place. I'm trying to understand what the lesson is in this. And I'm just, you know, it's just not clicking. So I recall, you know, um, going, on the university's uh, campus, there were a lot of hills. 
And when this happened, it was cold. Uh, it was January when all this took place. And so I remember leaving from class, walking down this hill that led to my dorm, and the wind was just like blowing, like it was blowing so hard to the point where it was pushing me. And I mean, back then, I know I probably weighed maybe about 98 pounds. I was so tiny to the point where people called me bones. I'm not going to call any names, but one, one of my close friends still calls me that to this day. But anyway, I I was small. The wind was blowing. I was whipping and this wig was just not... It was slipping and sliding. <laughs> and I was just like, Lord, please do not let this wig <laughs> fly off because, I mean, I, I can't do any more embarrassing moments. I'm already embarrassed within. I don't need an external embarrassment. So I'm holding on to this wig. I'm like pressing my hand at the top of my head to walk back into my dorm and I walk into my dorm and my RA is in the office on duty and she kind of pulled me um, aside. She had a couple of her friends in the office with her and just to kind of like, you know, check up on me. And um, one of her close friends, I remember her asking me, you know, you're Miss Freshman now. Are you going to run for Miss Sophomore? And it was just like, I couldn't even... I'm not in anybody's state to be anybody's role model. I, I I don't even know what I am right now. I don't have my hair. I'm I'm completely lost. I I can't. I, I'm really faking the funk right now. I put on a smile every day, you know, for this title, but I I don't even I don't know who I am. So will I? I don't know. And and it's like she almost like just stopped me in my tracks of unraveling and said you are going to run and you are going to win in the name of J-E-S-U-S. <laughs> she spelled everything. It's crazy. Every time she was around, she would spell out everything. But it was just the way she said it. I believed it. I completely believed it. And I remember going to my room and I just sat there kind of stunned, like, how am I going to do this? I, like, God, how? How can I, <laughs> how can I do this? And that's when it clicked, you know, all of this, the series of events, everything that happened from the moment my hair fell out, it, this needed to happen to me. I mean, he, he couldn't get through to me any other way because my hair was in the way, literally. My hair was in the way. I worshiped my hair. It was all about my hair. I can't go anywhere unless my hair is done. That outfit won't look good if my hair isn't right. Guess what? I need to go and do something to my hair before I can even think about what I'm going to do next. Everything was about my hair. To the point where when I started thinking about it, I, I, I was sick why why was i this way why did my hair define my mood why did my hair define me something needed to switch so that experience it needed to happen to me so that 
I could see God. I could see him and I could listen. I could hear the moments just like the one I had in the RA's office. Uh, I, I felt everything that she said. It felt like a promise. And, and I don't know if I would have received it if I wasn't in such a vulnerable state in that moment. I mean, my hair was going to grow back. Life was going to go on. I was still alive. Why was I letting myself, you know, just wallow in my sorrow? This was the time to change. This was the time to let go. Literally, when my hair rinsed down the sink, everything else should have gone with it. And it was in that moment that I had to wake up, that I had to do something I said that I wanted to come to this university and make history. Well, here is the time. This is the turning point. This is the moment. There was just this internal roar. I I can see myself sitting at the desk in my dorm, just staring at the mirror that was on my desk at myself like, this is it. This is the time. This is the moment when everything around you changes. Once Upon a Texture, we'll be right back after this. Have you ever just found like the perfect outfit? And then the moment you were getting ready to put everything together, you realized you didn't have the jewelry for it. Oh my goodness, what do you do now? It's simple. All you have to do is rely on Jewels by Marcel. Jewels by Marcel is a high fashion jewelry boutique where you can find the jewels that are just as rare as you. All you need to do is go to jewelsbymarcel.com. That's jewelsbymarcel.com and you can find the jewels that match your style. Once Upon a Texture starts back right now. This is the moment when everything changes. This is the moment when everything changes. While I was sitting at my desk, I grabbed a pen, I grabbed a notebook, and I just started writing. Writing down words that I felt defined who I was, who I wanted to be, who I wanted to strive to be. I just remember writing down random words and and I wanted to put together affirmations, things that I could tell myself when I would have weak moments, things that I could tell myself to remind myself that I was more than just the hair that was gone. I, I was better than that. I needed a reminder. I needed something daily to say so that whenever I had those low moments, I could refer to that after I prayed. I could refer to that. Um, you know, just in waking up each day, I could refer to that whenever I just didn't feel like me. Right. And so in doing so, <laughs> I I remember writing a poem. I was really in love with poetry because of my skill that I learned in high school with how to read poetry well and recite it I I wanted to create a poem that that was easy to remember with 
with affirmations. And I remember it exactly. It was, I am a God-fearing young lady who is the head and not the tail. I move forward and refuse to fail. That word is not even in my vocabulary. I have too much potential to carry a mindset that is anything other than high. And I will not settle for getting by. I walk with a purpose because I am on a mission. Success is a priority on my to-do list. So I need you to listen. And that was my affirmation to me. (laughs) That's what I said. That's what I said on a daily basis. And then that's when I realized this needs to be my speech. This needs to be, this This has to be my speech. And then, of course, because it was a poem, I just added to the end, if I am the queen that you're looking for, vote for me as your Miss Sophomore. It just so happened that it all rhymed. But that speech, that was, it was for me. It It, it wasn't necessarily to request people to vote for me or or any of that. It was a, you are going to move forward and this is how you're going to do life. So here it is, <sighs> speech day. And <laughs> I remember finding my seat, you know, everybody had, I don't really think it was a sign seat actually. I just remember sitting in a certain section and I just, I immediately started getting nervous, you know. Once again, I'm, I'm wearing this wig that I'm still, actually, I think I was a little bit more comfortable because at this time it was around like March. I was a little bit more comfortable than I was in January. But I um, I remember just sitting in the chair and praying that, you know, one, nothing would happen crazy. Like my wig didn't fall off in front of all these people. <laughs> but, but, you know, on a, on a more serious note, I started praying that anyone that was dealing with things that they don't discuss, anyone that was struggling with something internal like me, that my speech would would empower them, would help them to think about the positive things in their life, would help them to see who they were, would help them to see God in the words that I wrote so that they could create something like that for themselves. And I was super nervous when I first started the speech, but when I was done, I felt like this weight was so lifted. It was just, it was refreshing that not only was I saying this to myself, but it was like a proclamation to me it was like a an announcement to God, like, I am serious. This is me. I am not backing down from the woman that you're creating. And it felt good. It felt so good to talk about myself in such a way that I'd never even vocalized before, that I didn't even consider. I felt like, I was ready to change something and it was it was no longer about me. 
it was no longer about my hair. It became about making a difference. It really did become about making history because I no longer had to focus on those vulnerabilities. Now was the time to be an example so that if anybody else was going through what I was going through, they would be empowered to search within themselves to be better. When I got back to my room, I remember taking a deep sigh just like that. I can see myself sitting at my desk again and looking in the mirror. I took my wig off. I took off my bra. (laughs) I took off everything. My roommates weren't there, thank God. I had a little bit of privacy in that moment. And (laughs) just looking at my hair wrapped up in wrapping tape. I said to myself, I looked myself dead in the mirror and said, Hello, gorgeous. I was gorgeous. I I felt it. It felt real. And not because of what I saw in the mirror, but because it was in that moment that I realized that my true beauty was always within me. It was always within me. I didn't know if I was going to win. I didn't know if I was going to lose. But in my mind, I won because that was the first time that I really, I really got to see the person that God had been seeing all of my life. Here's what you should take away from today's episode of Hello Gorgeous. Devon Franklin, author of Produced by Faith, once wrote, time in prayer and reflection is when we get direction about our goals and the things that we should be doing to advance his purpose. When our career is booming and it can nearly be impossible to find those few minutes to unplug from the world, quiet our minds and sit in communion with the Father. We have to struggle to find this time. We schedule meetings to help keep our business going. We need to schedule time with God to help keep our lives going in the right direction. We need time to sit and talk and listen to everything he wants to share with us. Revelations come when we seek his voice. Without that time, it's easy for us to get off track because there are so many distractions. We need his guidance on how to deal with what's coming since we can't see what lies ahead. Based on my story that I share with you today, I'm going to challenge you to take five minutes to listen to God, to hear God's voice, to hear what it is 
that he wants you to do if you don't already know. And even if you do know, still seek God each and every single day so that you are very confident about everything that he needs you to do with your life and love you. Love the person that God created. See yourself the way that God sees you because the way that he sees you is the most important. When people see you, they should see the God in you. And that's when you know you're on the right track. I'm going to challenge you to write down things, at least 10 things that define you, that stand out about you. Turn them into affirmations. Tell yourself who you are and what you can do every single day. When you feel up, when you feel down, every day. Say these things to yourself to remind yourself whose you are. And when you get a chance, read Proverbs 4, 25. And let this keep your spirits lifted until the next chapter. Thanks for listening to Once Upon a Texture. I am Janine, and I cannot wait to turn the page to the next chapter with you. Until then, share this episode with your family and friends. They can listen in on any platform that plays podcasts. I'm looking forward to sharing the next story with you, my friend. Bye.